it's the art of living and get better at it as you, as you, as you have more experience at it. It's just like, I can't fucking pay the rent at the moment. Like, and I just spoke like from, from my heart, you know what I mean? And I think that that's super powerful. I'll do a small little intro. Let's go, man. Ryan Mark Linton. That's it. Um, so, Ryan, you are the co-founder of Chili Willies and Colonnades. That's correct, yeah. We're just going to get into it. I don't want to yeah. have it like an interview. I suppose, what were we just talking about? About how we get into particular... Well, I think you were talking about how like our paths aren't linear. No, definitely um, And I couldn't agree more. Like, I feel like the things that call out to us, like our deepest dreams, are like little voices, they're like an intuition, and uh, it's really hard to hear them. But if you do take a moment to listen to them, they lead you down a path like that you've always wanted to be down, and a path that you couldn't even imagine, like in your wildest dreams. Um, and I suppose that's what has led you to be, you being here and me being here in the same space, like, them small 100%. little voices and yeah. I always wonder about well if you keep following them voices where are they going to bring you and I suppose I talked about ideal self and real self and you mm-hmm. always want to be your ideal self and your real self is who you actually are when you suppress them small voices you get further away from your ideal self and, and when you, you actually follow unhappy. them exactly yeah tell me about cold lips and like I suppose the obviously a not linear journey about yeah how you are now on a beach on a Wednesday morning mm. talking to a group of got to hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how did that come about? Yeah, so I guess, you know, there's always like, you can always connect the dots looking back. Yeah. You can never connect them moving forward, uh, which is a nice quote by Steve. Yeah, Jobs. I was just about to say that. It's yeah. real nice, yeah. Um, but um, it started... So there's a, like a back history that you can look at as to like why it makes sense. But like where it started, I guess, was I was searching for more inherently. And I'm interested in like human optimization, but also just like making my, like inviting more well-being into my life. And like I've suffered with mental health and um, not having a strong sense of community or connection to myself and just feeling disconnected in general but not actually completely knowing it and uh, I'd seen like so there was like this like pull for me to like search in, in in areas like alternative areas of living and also it fascinated me as well and I'd seen some stuff like Wim Hof like jump into the ocean um, cold water therapy and yeah, I don't know what exactly took me down there, but I just went down to the beach one day at sunrise and went for a swim, had a coffee afterwards, and like I felt, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, that was with one of my best friends, Tom. And yeah, we decided at the time that I had like, I had 10 days off work and he was working in town and um, I was like, let's just do this for the next 10 days straight. And we did, and it was this beautiful ritual of like us catching up, going for a swim, uh, having coffee and then he would go about his day and I'd go about my day and uh, we felt like really good afterwards and so that started and then my buddy Gian who is the other co-founder of Cold News um, he was living uh, on the east coast at the time and we'd like we met like years ago in Berlin actually 
um, super random and I can get into that story later. But basically, uh, he was looking to move to Perth and because we had this like energy and we wanted to do something together. And then he'd been in Melbourne helping his friends set up a run group. And then so he came over here and he wanted to start that in Perth. And by this time, like we would, me and my friend would be swimming and John would come and a few other friends would come and stuff like that. And we're talking about him starting like a run group and we're down at Port Beach and the polar bears, have you heard of the polar bears? No. So they're just basically like a group of, of oldies that go oh. swimming every single day, right? And um, contrary to popular belief, I think old people are pretty wise. Even though they can be stuck in their ways, like they're wise, they've been on the for a long time. And, I just saw this, like, I was like, where's, like, the young version of this, you know? And, uh, yeah, we're talking about it, and we're rapping back and forth, and I was just like, we should just start a swim group. And uh, we were just kind of joking around with names. I was like, we'll call it Cold Nippers. And um, he was like, it's too cheeky. And I was like, cheeky's good. And, and anyway, we said on the name Cold Nips, and Gian's really methodical, so I don't think it would have worked without me or him. But he's like, all right, let's do this. And he created an Instagram and he set a date. And he's like, we're going to do it on this date, bro. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool, let's go. And um, yeah, we started, 16 people came. Jesus, good turnout for the first day. Yeah. What was we, the first day like? Um, was there nervous energy? Or were you just dude, I was so nervous. Yeah. yeah, like I actually didn't even get up and speak. John got up and spoke and he was super nervous too. Of course, yeah. I imagine so. And um, you yeah, I was just about to ask. What was the setup? Did you speak? Did you just say, uh, this is the start of community and mm. jump in the sea? Or was there a small bit, like it is now, a bit of background as to why you're here and a bit mm. of positivity? There was a bit of that. There was a bit of positivity, yeah. Um, for the life of me, I can't even remember exactly what he said. But like we, it was definitely like centered around mental health and like community and stuff like that. And uh, we kind of did this thing where we, we, we put a mystery out, we put posters around, and we got some people that we knew to like put a thing up saying like, what is cold nips and invite this mystery and get people to follow. And then we put up that we're having a dip. We had a lot of friends come down and then we had like some random people come down too. And um, it started to just like grow from there. And it was kind of just like a, we were just having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it started like every week it would double. And then we were like 10 weeks down the, down the track and like there was 250 people. Um, and yeah. By this point, I, I had gotten up and I was speaking and I was like amazed. And I remember speaking to the crowd, just thinking like, like, holy shit, like this is, I was like, wow, thank you all so much for coming down and this is such a beautiful thing. And afterwards, me and Gian like got together and we just were like, why, why is this happening? And we just started to realize there was a huge gap in the market for like genuine connection, like outside of the bars and the pub, um, coupled with like people getting into nature, um, seeking a bit of discomfort as well and I think we just stumbled across this like small little um, act in the morning that had like big impact to people um, yeah and it, was, and it was and it was magical and people were, were keen for it and, it, it yeah. obviously mm. when you see 250 people there mm. you're thinking these people want this and need this yeah you know you're not going out forcing obviously you're doing a bit of promotion but you're not mm. saying like please come down please come down they're naturally gravitating and they like the yeah. sense of community and a lot of people obviously once they go one time mm-hmm. they keep going back how long ago was that? 2019 okay uh, November 2019 so yeah this is we've just finished our fourth season summer well, season um, yeah it's been it's been a journey for sure so. what what do you do now for work? Um, so I am actually 
I've kind of like restructured my life in pursuit of cold nips, like being a real thing. Like it is a real thing, mm-hmm. but like being a, a, a your main my main thing, um, or at least sustainable. That it pays us a wage to work in work in it um, and and make it even more um, than what it is now. Um, and so through that process, like I had to stop full time work, and I've kind of just been like doing. I've been working in events like labor hire is really flexible. I've been doing a bit of support work. Um, I might have like a random modeling job or do some like creative UGC stuff. So I'm kind of just like figuring it out, like any form of income that will come in. And it's been an interesting time. Yeah. I can imagine tough as well though. It's been I, I know you're definitely mm. motivated because you know that you want cold lips to be the thing and, you, and that's mm. good giving you a sense of meaning, but you know what the, the modern world is like? It's so geared towards have a good job, have yep. a sta- steady, stable income. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, well, you're doing something wrong, yeah. you know? So it must be tough. But what were you doing at the time when, when you said you were looking for a sense of meaning? What job were you doing? Oh, I was working away. So like fly and fly out. Fly and fly you know, out. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd worked in that industry on and off for almost a decade. Right. And uh, with a bit of, you know, I spent some time overseas and in different roles and, and, and completely different industries but for the better part of like a decade I was working in construction and oil and gas and stuff and yeah that I have a real hate love relationship with like yeah. it gave me I think there's a lot of opportunity there for you earn a lot of money yeah. to have time off but culture is like real bad um, it can be incredibly toxic especially yeah. if you're someone who's like already feeling lost and disconnected which I was mm-hmm. um, you would a lot of people fall into this trap where they go away and they work a couple of weeks at a time, a month at a time or longer. You've been working real hard, you earn a lot of money, and then you come home because you've been away working, you like your relationships have, have like dwindled. Yeah. Um and you you're kind of just like, okay, like, well I've been working really hard, like I deserve to let off some steam. And um you're chasing connection. I didn't really realise this at this time, but I was like deeply crave like craving connection and the only thing that I knew was to like go out and party, do drugs, like get fucking pissed and mm-hmm. um and I'll just end up having a bender, um, and like spending my money as well because it made me feel good and inviting my friends out and stuff like that. And then I'd feel like shit and I'd go to work. And it was just this like repeating cycle, man. It's so common, isn't it? Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people that do fight for get into that cycle and get into that routine because as you said they're looking for meaning that mm-hmm. week they're off yeah. because the three, they're, they're dreading going back to them three mm-hmm. weeks I don't know a couple of people have suggested to me I'm like I don't know I want to kind of live life I don't care if at the same time you'd like to be on loads of money mm-hmm. but it's, what, at what point do you trade off like how much Jeez. money yeah. or what, how little money will you trade your, your day to day that you can go to the shop in the evening and go to the gym and just go to the beach and enjoy it for loads of money and as you said back at connections and culture and bro honestly like quality of life yeah. so I had this really interesting um, part happen to me and this is a this was a catalyst for why Cold Nymph started too so I like I said worked in the industry for a long time and at one point I left and I went and lived in London for a couple of years and it was a really beautiful time in my life like I had all this room to grow and be like whoever I wanted to be without the preconceived notions of the people that I grew up with. And uh, I found myself back home like two and a half years later 
And again, I was like chasing that connection, you know, like a lot of my old friends had gone off traveling and I'd kind of just like grown in a different direction. And so I came back and I felt lost and then I fell back into the trap of working away, which I said to myself, I'd never do. Mm -hmm. And going out and partying and seeking like... External happiness. Yeah. Instead of like finding happiness myself. But I had no education around any of this stuff, right? So then here I am back in this cycle. But on the side, there were things... I was like, when I look back, I was like slowly growing towards like, you know, the life that I'm living now and ultimately the life that I wanted. And my... I really wanted to go to Bali. I wanted to like go and do a yoga retreat or a fast or something like that. Like I said, I'd be really interested in like alternative ways of living. And so I've been looking at that and my buddy had his box do uh, in Bali. So I was like, sick, let's go do the box do and then I'll stay longer and I'll do like a, I'll do like a fast, end up doing like a five day uh, juice fast and doing yoga and stuff like that. But typical old Ryan, like four days just <laughs> on a bender, like yeah. partying. Um, and there's this club there called Mississippi and we were pierced and they were doing backflips off the top of the, um, the diving board. And I over-rotated and smacked my ear on the water and burst my eardrum. And it was a blessing in disguise, but I was just like, found myself like four days later, um, I burst my eardrum, I felt like shit. I was just like, like my dopamine was super depleted. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? And then I, I went into this like juice fast. Um, and doing yoga and stuff like that. And that was a really like beautiful reflective time. Met a lot of beautiful people along the way. And I slowly, while I was away, which is like such a beautiful thing is, is I always encourage people to like take time out for themselves in any way or any form. But slowly the like shackles of like me needing to earn a lot of money, like these things that we strive for in conventional society were starting to like, just like fall away a little bit and like lessen and um, I was like yeah maybe money isn't everything you know what I mean and now when I look back I'm like <laughs> I was so lost mm. you know um, and because I burst my eardrum I couldn't go back home straight away because of the pressure oh, of, yeah. the, of the plane and so I stayed there for like a month until my ear was fully healed and I flew home and because that had happened, um, the way my swing was working at the time, I ended up getting like eight weeks off. Um, and I came home and within two days of coming home, I went out for coffee with some friends and I was asking them about some mutual friends that own a coffee shop. And uh, I was just like, how are they going? Like what's happening? And they were like, yeah, they're going good, but they're thinking of selling it because they want to focus on their other business. And I was like, oh, what really? And I was like, how much are they selling it for? I was like real interested and they told me how much and I was just like, I was like, was that, like that's doable. And like in my little list of dreams was like to own a coffee shop, like all yeah. in this space. And um, a light bulb just like went off in my head and it was like, this is your opportunity to like break away from the life that you're living. But like it scared me deeply. Of course. And uh, I met up with them and then yeah, like fast forward a couple of months, I bought the coffee shop and yeah that was a whole journey in itself but what it did was man like i it like reinforced it gave me so much quality of life i was living down in Fremantle. like i had this strong sense of community i was meeting all of these people jian came over we started living together 
And all those people that I met were like the people who came to Cold News. And then that really started to like, us, yeah, like the whole community thing. Um, and even though that was hard and I was not earning nearly enough, like nearly not close enough, close to the amount of money I was earning yeah. away, my quality of life was like so much better, dude. And my life, it just put me on a trajectory of like, uh, like such a better trajectory. We, we push, we push numbers. We associate numbers and happiness, don't you? More money, definitely going to be happier. Mm. Ironically enough, I was only talking to a mate the last day and he was yeah. telling me about a guy who was on, he was showing me his, his wage packet and it was mm. just scary money. Like it's mm. what you'd make in a year. He was getting that a month. Yeah. And he says that he just comes into work so infuriated, full of stress and shouting and roaring. Like imagine mm. going and spending like 10 hours of your life or sorry, 10 hours of your day filled with cortisol mm. under pressure like I don't know if there's any number that actually can equate to that being worth it because I don't know maybe it's a bad way to think about it like we could die tomorrow mm. and you're thinking that you, you need to chase numbers and chase numbers and chase numbers and then like I don't know you look back and you mm. say well I had loads of money in my bank account I still value money of course, yeah, but, yeah. But I, but I, uh, yeah, I know it's not the be all to end all. Um, and yeah, I think that goes back to like hang around some old people and like talk to them because they're pretty wise. Because I think you find a lot of people that have worked in an industry like that, they look back at their life and they're probably like, I never spent any time with my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm disconnected from my kids. Like, what have I just done for the last 50 years of my life? Mm -hmm. I've been stressed. I just had a heart attack. Like, what was the fucking point? What was the point? Yeah. And I suppose maybe when you think about old people as well, they've gone through, as you said, they've gone through their whole life. Maybe they have massive bank accounts and they're realising it's worth absolutely nothing to me mm -hmm. because I would trade every bit of it. Now, I'm sure they have had meaningful connections yeah. in their job. Like, I was only thinking during the week, someone that I worked with was given out. She's, uh, we're, I'm a teacher, so yeah. she was like, oh, this job is so stressful. And... Uh, I just like to switch off when I come to work and then just enjoy my time in the evening. I'm like, this is, you're going to spend most of your life at this yeah. job. Like, us having a bit of fun at the table here at break, this is part of life as well. Mm. So I just think an awful lot of people would chase careers because of influences, parents, mm. um, perception people will have of them, better job, you're a better person. Um, I teach, give a class in school and I always mm. say like, you know what's a good job and they say a particular thing I'm like why is that a good job mm. like who says it's a good job and I think I speak a lot about it on the podcast people might think I'm shitting on like big jobs mm. fantastic I think you gotta chase what will make you happy or yeah. give you meaning mm. meaning and happiness totally different things yeah. so if you're getting meaning out of your job fantastic mm. but if you're associating money and numbers with your meaning you're gonna you're, you're, you're going down a road yeah. I actually have a thing wrote down yeah and I suppose you kind of mentioned that about, let's say, drug, alcohol, stuff like that. When we, and again, it's connected with what we're talking about, sitting with yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they're afraid of what's going to come up. Yeah, it's hard. Because scary. Of, exactly. Yeah. Uh, mainly because of trauma or what mm -hmm. they did or said. or Like you have to think about, well, why do I do backflips? Because, and it's, it's like, Dude. it's a linear, yeah. it goes back the way. Like, well, why do I do a backflip? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to impress people for A, B, or C, because I'm lacking this or that, I'm not trying to be a fucking therapist or anything, yeah. but you know what I mean? If I think about what I did, yeah. 
things I did or said, I'm doing them for a specific reason because of a specific, mm. could be um, that you're insecure about something, you're saying something else about yeah. someone else. Yeah. Um, but I have, like, no amount of money can fix, like, your trauma. No. You can have maybe better access to services mm. or, or, or um, you know, people around you that might help you, but, like, like at Cold Nips, when you mm. sit there and you have to do your, your breathing, like you can have as much money in the bank account as, mm. as possible, you still have to deal with whatever yeah. is inside you internally. No, Absolutely. nothing else can do that for you. Absolutely, man. Yeah, you know, money's a funny one. I think having money fixes your money problems, but it doesn't fix any other problems. Hundred um, percent. I think self inquiry is is one of the most important things in life. I found that across all most religions and most most philosophies is a common thread of like know thyself and it's it's really scary like even for myself I'm still so much on this journey you know what I mean of course everyone I'm, is no one yeah. it's never a completed journey no though. absolutely but it's so scary because you can get to say you get to my age 30 I'm 31 in July and I'm still doing this but like I what if I like the, 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 the more I delve into myself I realize that like everything that I'm doing about my life is is not like ultimately where I want to be and it kind of like you're you're pushing against the narrative that you've lived your whole life and that is so uncomfortable um which something I'm really trying to embody at the moment is just like live my true like authentic self and like whatever truth like I'm thinking is just to like say it um and but it's scary because it will either inspire people or it will shine the cracks on them as well and it's not to say that I'm perfect like but it's ultimately like me speaking about like my experience and that's like a, a, a like somewhere that I'm really trying to get to at the moment but it's 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 scary because when it does shine the, the cracks on people the same in reverse as well so like when someone's living their true authentic self and I start to feel like emotions of jealousy or like inadequacy it's shining the cracks on me mm-hmm. and it's super uncomfortable man yeah um, but I think if there was any possibility of like having world peace or some type of utopia, which I don't know if I necessarily believe in, yeah. I would think that it is like, just know thyself, like spend time figuring out who you are, like why you are the way you are, like know your history, like what triggers you have, like just, and then like, I don't know, like it would be so sad to get to like 60, 70, 80 and be like, I've been living a lie my whole life. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Is, you know, the cycle continues because Mm. when you start to look at thyself a small bit, you kind of say, oh, geez, that's the way I am. And then Mm. you you kind of uh, overcompensate and do all the negative things even more because looking is scary. So you want to go so far away. It's like Mm. a diet or even drugs or alcohol. When you're hungover, getting if starting to feel good or having to mm. think about being organized and all that is so daunting that the first thing you want to do is go back into that uh, place, escape place, yeah, get a few more beers, mm. you know, so that you're further away from looking at thyself. Mm. It kind of goes on to a topic I have written down as well about vulnerability, and I to- uh, yeah, you talked good. about it, I think, yeah. was it last Friday? last Friday mm-hmm. one of the first things he said is something I'm struggling with is my phone mm-hmm. because I wake up in the morning and check it I'm like 
that's the perfect way to start. Like, yeah. Just break down barriers and rather be like, we're here to be positive and everyone thinking, it, it, as you said, it kind of nearly mm. puts it back on you. If I watch you speak and you're like, mm. I'm so happy with my life and we need to all be positive and you need to be like me, I'd be like, shit, fuck, he's, he's so far ahead of me in life. And yeah. Whereas you just say like, and it, it's a problem in Ireland, big problem. I, maybe it's just because I'm from Ireland. Yeah. I'm sure it's a problem everywhere. Um, accepting vulnerability and accepting mm. I don't know, insecurities and things that are wrong with you. Everyone kind of masks them. But I thought when you broke that down straight away, it's like, shit, people are going through, whether it's, whether it's mm. your phone, you didn't say like, I'm going through some serious tough times, which yeah. could be something simple like the phone. Um, and I always think that there's, there's always going to be mm. things that you need to change. Dude, always. Always. Yeah. So like, as you said about the journey, kept calling it a journey. If you're waiting until you're perfect, forget about it. You know, and you said in 50 and 60, at 50 and 60, I'd like to think we'd both still be kind of looking inwards and mm. thinking, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Fully. You know, until the day you die. Of course. I think like as you, you go into different genera- like different uh, chapters of your life, like I think the mind also goes through different chapters as well as you get older, as you age. And like you have different areas of life, like, you know, hopefully I'm stepping into the chapter of like a family and kids mm-hmm. soon. Um, and that's gonna be a whole different thing, man. When I have kids, I know that they're gonna, they're gonna like shine all the kind of, all the cracks on me mm-hmm. from like my childhood. But that's like a beautiful thing that I'm gonna have to go through. Doesn't matter if I've got a billion dollars in the bank, still gonna happen. Yeah. Um, or I've done all the spiritual work because there's always more to do. Um, but I, you know what? It's you're talking about the spiritual work, but it's mm-hmm. kind of you. I'd say you're happy that you've got into this because anyone I've talked to who's got to this stage is looking inwards at that at that deep of a level. Yeah. Rarely go back. I'm sure you regress at certain points, but like when you become um, happy and content in yourself, mm. um, a lot of people cut out alcohol and and they realize all the benefits it brings and vice versa. Mm. But um, they kind of realize they're higher I don't know you you said you talk about energy within yeah. the first five minutes you know you're higher energy and it's it's hard to come back down to a, a low energy mm. vibrations going out and going crazy and partying all the time mm. but it must be satisfying thinking that you know that now and you can trickle that down into your kids mm. you know um, obviously kids are yeah. you know what they're like but yeah. at least trying to teach them about mm. you know not chasing money yeah um, chase and mean and I, I'd like to think that only a couple of years ago I would have thought that I need my kid to be unreal at sport I need my kid to have a really good job and I'm like Jesus imagine I hadn't figured out that that's not the be all and end all great fantastic but if you're relating their worth to them things you know you're setting yourself up for, for failure or for as you said trauma and, and then always them trying to impress you and with the job or with sport or with money, Dude, you're projecting your like your your generational trauma and your inadequacies onto your child mm-hmm. to like try and fill a gap for yourself, and you see that happen all the time. Hundred percent. It's like it's unfortunate. Yeah. And and the prospect of me being a father is a huge driving factor in my life. Like I want to be 
I just want to be a good person mm. and a good man as much as I can. And, and that's not to say that I don't see the, the, the only evil in my heart and all of that. We all have evil in us, but I just want to be... My parents were great, mm -hmm. but they also had their downfalls and I came from a broken home. But I think life happens for you, not to you. And I need to take my own responsibility for life and all of that. But I, I want to give them a, a better upbringing than I had. Um, and not to say that I'm not grateful for my life. Um, so that is a huge like driving factor uh, for me moving forward to want to like continually get better and grow. Um, not that I want to be attached to that, but I just want to always be growing and always be like, like uh, curious and open, um, especially as to like why I'm doing something and, ho and hopefully it's not coming from like the wrong place. Um, but let's rewind a little bit back to you said like about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's really cool to hear your experience of me getting up and talking about my vulnerability because I think for the people that are listening or for anyone, there's so much power in vulnerability. And vulnerability is a really interesting one. Like it's, in essence, it's not safe. You know, it's like you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So if you can, one, find a place where it, you feel safe to be vulnerable, and then you learn to express your vulnerabilities as much as you can, like, even though it'll be uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean like express everything. There's an art to expressing your vulnerability, I think. But there is so much power in it. I've had moments like where I didn't know what I was going to talk about. And I just like stopped and I was just like, like, what is my, like, what's going on in my life at the moment? And it's funny you say that, like, uh, like I said, like I was struggling with my phone and stuff like that. But only a few like dips before for Chili Willies. I was, I was having a real tough time, like I said, because I've been transitioning from this job of like earning full-time money um, and I was trying to make ends meet and I wasn't making ends meet. I was like struggling to pay rent. Um, and we were talking about, oh, we don't care about money, but at the base of it, yeah. if you don't have money, you're going to have a lot of other issues as well. Huge, man. And then I was also like hit with the, which is such a good lesson for me. I was like hit with the shame and the guilt of like, I can't provide for myself. How can I be like a so-called leader in this men's group or in this like community group? I can't pay for rent. Like I'm struggling. I'm not having, like I'm suffering. I'm, I'm spiraling and I spiraled a few times. Um, and then I was just like, that's where my power is. And I just got up and I was just like, I set the tone like I always do. And I said, just like, I'm going to like, like, genuinely express some vulnerability to you and I was just like I can't fucking pay the rent at the moment like and I just spoke like from from my heart you know what I mean and I think that that's super powerful and if people can find that within themselves um, it will lead them down uh, I actually think it will be the source to like their greatest power like 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 they might find like their most deepest meanings of work through that um, or their deepest connections and yeah, I think just in terms of like learning to like lead a group, I can't ever say I've got the answers for anyone. Of course. Um, I, don't want, I don't ever want to be a guru or anything like that, but I know that I can create a space and I can share my experience um, to, and like how I've used certain things that have helped me. And hopefully that can help the people that come down or like you find the keys to your own answers. Yeah, and I think 
as you said, you're given all the tools mm. for people to be vulnerable in that space. I really like that idea that mm. just be vulnerable in a particular place. Hugely, yeah. Every, you know. <gasps> and ironically enough, when we were in that circle, um, when there was, you know, you say something you're grateful for mm. and something that you're grateful for the community. Yeah. By themselves, a lot of people said, I was going through a lot of stuff personally in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and uh, this has helped me. So like they didn't have to share all their vulnerabilities, oh. but because they knew it was a safe space to do so, they got it out. Now, I'm not, yeah. they didn't say like, I am vulnerable now, but a lot of them said, I was going through a tough yeah. time. So they, they were being vulnerable there. They didn't yeah. have to. No. And I think there's a, there's a big difference between, and it's kind of around the stigma, especially with men as well, about being manly and being a man like yeah. we get them mixed up sometimes and being manly is suppressing all feelings and, and having no vulnerabilities whatsoever and being a, a man is accepting your vulnerabilities mm. trying to go and, and grow through them and work mm. on them and accepting you have them yeah. because if the more and more if we suppress the more and more they get bigger if you yeah. think I know for, I have absolutely no insecurity about mm. A, B or C uh, like let's because mm. we're on the money I have no insecurity about money you're going to get even more jealous of someone who has money if you do have insecurities because you're suppressing your yeah. issues saying I don't have them and then seeing someone else who doesn't have any issues but dude and that's going to come out in so many ways yeah. like harmful to everyone to yourself to your family to your loved ones to people on the street that's why people get pissed and do stupid shit or they like bash their wife or whatever or like it can be something smaller and more insidious you know um, if you want to talk about being a man like being a man is like taking some time to figure out like like what's going on in your life and like where you fall short and like hitting it head on yeah. you know like and, and to talk about your feelings as well like that it, it takes fucking courage to like talk about your feelings um especially like with other people so that's what being a man is yeah i agree and it's funny that you say that because a lot of people have messaged me let's say the last mm-hmm. couple of podcasts i said were similar enough to this about being open and honest mm. and it's random it's funny when you're on a particular platform in a safe space with someone because mm. I'm putting this out and people can listen to it mm. but a couple of years ago I wouldn't say this to someone that I know well Absolutely, but now I'm talking yeah. just met you today essentially yeah. and people can listen to this and mm. when you have when you get rid of that um, fear of vulnerability mm. it's I was going to say enlightening but it's empowering empowering Usually, is the word yeah. Um was something I was going to say about yeah. was there was there I don't want to get into it too much either it's up to yourself was there reasons for let's say your your um, partying and all that did you maybe hit them head on did you figure out why or did you have a general idea as to why were you being like this mm. was there particular reasons in your life or things that you had to overcome for sure yeah I think like lack of purpose coming from a broken home um and just like deeply seeking connection, you know, like I used to be the shyest kid, like, mm. and, and, and I'm probably like a 50-50 mix of like introverted, extrovert, um, but yeah, I had like a lack of purpose, a lack of direction, and when I was younger, I was like heavily like interested in BMX, and when that fell away, um, also in that like scene can be like, I think it's a beautiful scene, but also in that scene can be like partying, drugs, yeah. And by the time that my like um, my obsession of like BMX had like started to dwindle was when I like turned eighteen, and you know you start drinking and you realise that like it's kind of the 
cure to all your problems for, for a moment. And, um, and then you're out, you want to like, you're seeking, you know, you want to, you want to be with women, you want to meet women, you want to hang out with people. And yeah, it's like this melting pot. And if it like comes, if it's coming from like a, the wrong place, it can quickly get out of hand. And when you think about it, like, why would a person want to be with so many women and mm. feel like they wanted? Well, because a woman saying, I like mm. you, is someone accepting you and it's quick turnaround saying, I'm worth something because she thought so. Usually. And the more, more mm. again, numbers of women, mm. well, that's adding value to me. I, I am this number yeah. of women. So he only uh, gets two women yeah. every night. I get 10. So therefore, I am way better. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I fell into that trap. And you know what I see is like, that, because I, I see it in myself, is this like a huge lack of self-worth in men. In people as general, but especially men. Mm. And I think that is, you know, that is a complex topic, but like that is why we fall down the rabbit hole of like over-sexualization of women, drugs, alcohol, addiction, gambling, um, you know, you name it. Uh, and, and you talk about purpose an awful lot and it, it's simply a BMX gave you a purpose you so that you yeah. could wake up in the morning mm. and that's why I, when I see or hear people not having hobbies or like mm. again I'm not here to say oh yeah everyone has to have goals and all yeah. that but when you kind of aren't looking forward to something to work towards something mm. that can be you know um, the start of a downward spiral because well, you don't see purpose in anything. You don't yeah. see purpose in getting up in the morning and then mm-hmm. it, your job that, I don't know, you work towards now feels meaningless because, well, it's just a number and you're Absolutely, getting paid. Yeah. So even something as small as BMX, something as small as any sort of hobby, cold nips. Like I yeah. remember just on, uh, again, going my, uh, me and my mate, it's such a great way to start the day and gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah, There's a video of... Is it, I don't know some character from film oh it's actually yeah. Spider-Man you know when he's okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's Spider-Man too he's walking down he's real happy and not a care in the world yeah. my mate sent me that video he's like this is me after this morning so when you, that, yeah, when you have that sense of purpose sense of achievement getting up in the morning I got up a small bit earlier today yeah. I did something before work mm. um, you start off the day on a positive note yeah. I think in Ireland maybe it's just because of the way it's set up it's not as warm or bright in the mornings people the first thing they do when they get up is go to work mm-hmm. and uh, over in Australia the biggest difference is people do stuff before work yeah. and I know that seems very mm-hmm. like a small thing to do but when you've something done positive before the day like I was talking to a girl that was working in the canteen and worked today and she yeah. gets up early to go for a run and she said to me yeah, it starts the day well like, mm-hmm. like something as small as that gives you a purpose for the day and gives you a sense of achievement and that trickles like a, a bad mm. habit getting up and looking at your phone as you said the yeah. high vibrations um, it snowballs in a positive way as well in a positive way yeah man like you like positively cycle forward like mm. you're moving upwards um, and that's like you touched on something that's so powerful is like you don't have to like it's good to have a huge purpose um, but you, like there's small purpose as well like your purpose could yeah be getting up and going for a swim in the morning or go to the gym or you get up or when you're like on a Saturday night you bake or whatever yeah like, literally you find like small little pur- or like your ritual of like getting a coffee in the morning like yeah. people love that because yeah. it gives them purpose we were painting up on Monday night mm. and got a few canvases and I was like this is fantastic cool this man. is like yeah. 
I actually loved it so much like two hours we're going to do it again tonight mm-hmm. and like something as small as this um, rather than sitting down watching Netflix and, and like obviously that's good as yeah. well relax but like feel like oh, I've done nothing tonight yeah. something as small as painting mm. BMX mm. cold lips yeah. it just changes the trajectory of of your day and, and the way you view things mm. you know I talked a bit before about like the secret you know the yeah, yeah. like the world isn't you said it before the world isn't what was it about you create your own story or something like that was it it was it uh, like life happens for you not to you exactly yeah. exactly so like you can only deal with mm. what has happened to you you can't control it you can't no. control um, past experiences you can only change mm. for let's say your future sons or daughters yeah. you know yeah it's radical it's, ownership of yourself yeah you, ha- you also said I saw, on, I saw it on Instagram mm. and we kind of passed through it briefly about um, the journey of a man yeah like well I suppose we're talking about that whole journey of a yeah. man yeah how would, you, how would you sum up that journey of a man it, is that something you're still going through? Is it just oh, totally? Hugely, yeah, absolutely, massively. Like, it's such an interesting topic for me. One that I'm like deeply like fascinated about. Mm. The more that I've like stepped into this line of work, um, so for people who don't know, like I started like a um, a different sector of colleagues, which is called Chili Willy. It's another cheeky name, but it's like male only orientated. And then from that, I want to delve more into just like workshops and like um, and men's health. And we actually have a retreat this weekend, which I'm super, super exactly. excited I knew, about. I knew I'd get the plug in there. I yeah. want to hear all about that. That's yeah. literally this weekend, the first one. Yeah. Massive. Which is massive, yeah. Tell um, me about like why you're feeling about that and what's the setup going to be and what you're hoping to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ge- like genuinely like so excited and, and and so proud as well um there was a real energy that was like pushing me towards this and this is where like things just i don't know man you can get real esoteric but like there like i said there's an energy that's been pushing me forward and i've just been following that and i did this retreat last year and ever since then it really just inspired me like like you could definitely do this. This is something that you want to do, and I've just met the right people along the way. And this retreat's just like, just sort of just come out of nowhere, but not really out of nowhere. Of course, yeah. And um, yeah, we 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 didn't go about it all the wrong way, but we you know like usually you you put these things up like three months, six months in advance, and uh, we put ours up like a month you know before, and we've learned a lot along the way, so. I'm just really happy that it's happening, um, and yeah, for the for the people that are like interested and like the people who are going to be there, basically, it's just an opportunity and a space, just like Julie Willie's in the morning, where men can come and like feel safe to express their feelings, um, you know whether they know them or whether they don't know them, but it allows an opportunity for them to like you know, delve deeper into themselves and maybe feel some stuff that they've never felt before in a safe environment, in in an environment where they feel supported. And that's going to be through like modalities of like breath work, also yoga through like somatic awareness. I think movement is like such a big key to like understanding ourselves and and experiencing a deeper sense of well-being. Um, There's going to be like guided men's circles 
where a circle's so powerful, man. You just sit in a circle and you just chat around the fire or something. And yeah, you'll be amazed at like what comes out and what you learn from the other person as well. And all being like immersed in nature, um, getting out into nature, doing a few walks. We've got a lot of activities to like connect people and really like open their minds. Well, let me say open their minds to open themselves up to themselves. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully people can feel more connected to who they are. They can understand themselves better and they can leave with some, some tools that will hopefully invite more well-being into their, into their lives. Like we're going to be teaching, um, like nervous system regulation through breath work, which is a really fascinating thing. Um, yeah, like just an opportunity to like, to disconnect in, 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 in a beautiful, uh, place and in nature and there's going to be no phones, there's going to be no watches and yeah. Um, and real scary as well for some people yes. because they know what they're getting into. So it's, it, it is it is a big leap, like, it's all right going to Chili Willies on a Friday, but committing yourself to what you know is going to be, with the help of God, mm. a life-changing experience. Potentially, and it, yeah. Potentially, exactly, or if not, mm. a significant one. Yeah. Um, so it is it is massive for someone to sign, like, I'm sure you're very proud, like, there's people that are paying money to come to, to, to have that experience mm. with you. Mm. Um, so it's, just, it's like, that is like, obviously, again, it's like yeah. you're on the journey, but it's mm. nearly a pinnacle of the cold lips journey, the first mm. one. Like, it's like the first cold lips ever, but yeah. in terms of a retreat. So I'm sure that's going to just keep going. Hugely, yeah. This is this definitely the first of many. And I, I think that's why I'm proud is because, like, I feel like I'm like, oh, man, you made it happen. Like, you know, and it's still yet to happen, but, like, it's, know, it's pretty much set in stone, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's allowed me an opportunity to, uh, to step into more of, of who I am, you know, like I've been, uh, like running everything in the background. I'm going to be co-facilitating with my buddy, Stefan, who's an incredible man who's been doing men's work for a long time. And yeah, it's allowed me an opportunity to just step more into, into that person and, and, and find confidence in that. And I know after the retreat, um, I'm going to feel more of that. So, so yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I feel like we segued a little bit there. But, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. This is what no, it's about. Yeah, segueing yeah, yeah, yeah. from one thing um, to another. I've got loads of stuff here. I think. Yeah, let's get into it, man.